the former NYPD police commissioner. I love this guy, you as well. Bernie Carrick. <clears throat> He's going to talk to us about the uh, Atlanta shooting and other things. In the meantime, I'd like to uh, direct our attention to Michelle in Staten Island. Michelle, you're on the Bernie and Sid show heard everywhere on the 77 WABC app. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning. Do you hear me? I hear you loud and hold, <laughs> Michelle. Michelle, you can't Michelle, say the S word. You repeat, repeat what you said. We we just beeped you. We dumped you for about ten, fifteen seconds. Oh, so, re, re, I'm sorry. so okay, but re, repeat what you said. But say say the word shizzle instead of what you said. There you go. I'm tired of this shizzle. You're sorry about this bull it's shizzle. Bull shizzle. You got it. So listen, I was tro- I was before about Shelby Steele. I mean, the guy is magnificent. Brilliant. Intelligent. He calls it like it is. As you know, us Brooklyn people like people who call it like it is. Okay? Stop passing the buck and blaming everybody else for your lives instead of yourself. I'm tired of it. Anyway, Wilfred Riley, he's an assistant professor, another brilliant guy like a Shelby Steele, and also Bob Watson. I just wanted to mention those other two gentlemen. You don't see them on Oprah. You don't no. see them on CNN or MSNBC. Not part of their agenda. No, I've never heard of the guy either. But uh, Thomas Sowell, I have uh, heard of him many, many times. I've read his, a lot of his stuff. Do we have Bernie on the line? Yeah, Bernie's here. Bernie, Michelle, thank you very, very much. Uh, Bernie Carrick, he was a former NYPD commissioner during 9-11, as we all recall those, those, those days when we were really down, and he was a, a big-time leader. He also ran Rikers Island for a long time before that. In any case, he's with us right now, and I'm honored to have him on the Bernie and Sid Show. Good morning, Bernie Carrick. Good morning, guys. Welcome back, Bernie. Nice to have you, pal. Bernie, uh, listen, uh, you know, of course, what happened. Uh, you've actually commented on it over the weekend. The uh, cop shot a uh, black man in Atlanta. They had a uh, wrestling match. And he ended up, it culminated with the police officer shooting the, uh, the suspect two times in the back, and the guy died. Tell us your thoughts about it, please. Well, look... I- I've watched I've watched three or four different videos now, including the body cams. I also watched the lawyers for the deceased stand up and say that the officers should have been better to the guy. They should have been nicer. Uh, you know, if the guy was white, uh, he would have been treated differently. Well, the body cams show two extremely, extremely professional, courteous, calm officers. Um, basically uh, checking the guy out. The guy, for for those that don't know, uh, he fell asleep while driving his car. He fell asleep in a Wendy's uh, drive-through. Um, they get him out of the car, have a conversation. They they do a sobriety test. Fails the sobriety test. Everything is going well. They're there for. It's got to be thirty minutes or so. Everything is fine. They're having nice conversations. And the second they go to put handcuffs on the guy and tell him he's under arrest. And, Bernie, that was after the uh, DUI results had come back. They were awaiting those, and that's the reason for the uh, handcuffs and the arrest, right? Right. That's what I understand. And uh, and then he resists. He assaults the officers. He attacks the officers. He resists. He doesn't want them to be. He doesn't want to let them handcuff him. 
there's a scuffle on the ground. One of the officers pulls his taser. He appears to be overpowering them. The cop pulls his taser. When he does, the guy grabs the taser. You could see it clear. The guy grabs his taser. He's holding on to it. The cop's yelling, he's got the taser. He's got the taser. Eventually, he pulls the taser away. He, that one guy fires a taser at him, misses the guy, runs. And at some point, he attempts to shoot the cop with the taser. The taser, the, the cop opens fire, and he winds up dead. So I'll, I'll start by saying this. Let the investigation take its course. There, there should be a grand jury investigation, if not uh, a, a county investigation, like a, an internal investigation with the police department. Let the investigation take its course before anybody goes crazy, which they've kind of already done. The mayor's fired the cop. Fired the cop immediately. Um, basically, no due process, no nothing. Um, I, I just the thing that, the thing that bothers me about this. This is another incident where a guy would be alive if he did not resist, because those cops clearly, clearly, one thousand percent, they were professional. They were courteous. They were nice. If this wasn't about harassing a black guy like the attorneys uh, for the deceased said, it was none of that. It was none of that. They were extremely, extremely professional. And the guy's dead because he resisted and attempted to shoot one of the cops with a taser. Now, people have said, I've heard a number of commentaries where uh, pundits have said a taser is not a deadly weapon, shouldn't have been a deadly force. My response to that, anytime, anytime you have a weapon or something that can stabilize a cop or incapacitate a cop who's holding a live firearm, he can use deadly force. Because if you destabilize him and you get his gun, he's dead. And in this situation, I think that's what a grand jury will look at. Sure. Uh, well, let's hope you know, so. The authorities will look at. Let's hope so. Former NYPD Commissioner Bernie Carrick, because the DA has already come out in Georgia this morning and said that uh, based upon what they've seen, this is clearly felony murder. And uh, talking about rushing to judgment, now the DA is right there with the mayor. But Bernie, one of the things that uh, uh, you were brilliant on Saturday with Dan Bongino, with Judge Janine, and uh, the part that I really enjoyed most was when you basically went off on these guys and said, uh, called them thugs. And it doesn't matter what color you are. It could be a white thug, a black thug. When you disobey the police, when you grab stuff from police, when you spit at police, when you throw water at police, when you, uh, you know, uh, curse at police, when you do all these things, no matter what color you are, you're a thug. And then you put yourself in a position where you can end up, if not uh, maimed, then dead. And, and I was happy to hear that, Bernie, because... All too often now, people make excuses for everybody. Just comply. Yeah, but here's here's the thing, guys, and and, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna target. This is this is specifically for Bill De Blasio and Governor Cuomo. These guys are over. They oversee one of the largest city states in the United States of America. All the stuff that's going on in New York City over the last two weeks, last several weeks. Have you heard once, have you heard once either one of them get up at a press conference instead of criticizing the police, instead of, you know, we're going to investigate the police, instead of the police have done it all wrong. Have you heard them one time stand up at a press conference and say, listen, this is to the public of New York State and New York City. 
You will not attack our police officers. You will not assault our police officers. You will not resist arrest. You will not obstruct or interfere with an arrest. You will not run cops over with your car. You will not run from the police. Don't try to take their weapons, nightsticks, other weapons, tasers, because if you do, they're going to use force. And if they use force, you're going to get hurt and you could possibly be killed. Have you heard anybody say that? Because every one of those things I just told you, it's a crime. It's a crime to attack, assault, resist, obstruct. It's a crime to run over a cop with a car. But they do it every damn day in this country, and not one of these politicians have the balls to stand up and say it's wrong. Don't do it. And if you do it, you're going to get locked up or you're going to get hurt. You're exactly right, Bernie Kerrick, former NYPD chief. They are emasculated, castrated, cowardly leaders is essentially what they are. They try to appease. Of course, you can't appease people. It's never enough. And they they've bought, some of them have bought into a somewhat this defund the police mentality, haven't really outright criticized it harshly enough. And uh, you pointed out uh, over the weekend, rightly so, how the murder rate under a leader who would have said those things, and you, like you're saying here, the murder rate plummeted under the Giuliani administration, under Bratton, under uh, Carrick leadership as the NYPD commissioner, and it saved black lives. It's, hey, guys, it saved thousands, thousands of black lives, thousands. And you know what? Now today, in these same cities where all this chaos is, in the same exact cities, you have the highest murder rates. Who's getting killed? You know, there's this, there's this perception out there that cops are slaughtering black lives. That is the perception that Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and all these progressive left radicals want you to have. But guess what? It's not the cops you have to worry about. In Chicago, last weekend, 18 dead in 24 hours. They had 175 shootings in a month. 21 dead in St. Louis. Last week, seven shot dead in 10 minutes in Brooklyn. And in, in Baltimore, in a city with less than 550,000 people, you had 348 homicides. Are you crazy? <laughs> you know what? It's not the cops you've got to worry about. No. It's the black-on-black crimes in the same communities where the people are screaming the most at the cops. But they're not talking about that. That never comes up. Not on Oprah's show last week. You know, listen, I'll say this, Bernie. I mean, obviously, me and Bernard, we, uh, we agree with you on 100%. We're in lockstep with you. But I feel like we're losing this war. Like, we, we know what the stats are. We know what the, what, the, what the reality is versus perception. But I feel like perception is winning. And whether it's these deep on the police conversations or Black Lives Matter, we name a street in Brooklyn after Black Lives Matter, you know, the police now being spit on and looked at a different way. I just feel like we're losing this. Yeah, you, you know why you're losing? Because the politicians don't have the balls to So how do we fix today. it? Unless we vote these guys out, how do we fix it? Well, that's, that's the only way to fix it. And here's what's going to happen. If you go online today, all over Twitter, I don't know who it was. Somebody, somebody drove through San Francisco. They did the same thing in Seattle. And they put these videos online. This was just this morning and last night. This is what your cities look like today. This is what Seattle looks like. This is what they, these things, they look like third, third world countries, right? Every damn major city in this country 
is going to look like that if these Hollywood celebrities and, and, and uh, you know, these progressive left-wing Democratic leaders don't get put out of office. The Hollywood celebrities, they're all over this. They're endorsing this. You know what? Your Tinseltown, Beverly Hills, uh, you know, where you live, it's going to look like this, too. Because if you have leadership in a position that's not going to enforce the law and they're going to cower to these lunatics, that's what's going to happen. And don't tell me, you know, the whole perception that, that they're driving is that black men and women are being killed by cops every day at rates that are unbelievable. Well, here's, here's a reality for you. The chances of you getting killed as a black male in this country, an unarmed black male by the police, is 0.00014. Well, I mean, yeah, okay. that's pretty small. No, and you have pointed out those Washington Post statistics from 2019, Bernie Kerrick, on this show. And, and I will say this uh, in closing is that uh, there are some politicians, Democrat politicians, who do not buy into, do not want this uh, chaos. I mean, we heard those secretly recorded uh, videotapes of the aldermen in Chicago talking to the mayor saying, listen, we can't have this in our neighborhoods. They're going now, they're going after the stores. Next, they're going to come into the residential neighborhoods. What's going on? They were actually crying and pleading for help from the mayor, which he would not give them. Yeah, but listen, guys, I'm going to tell you something. We have, we have some of that right here. Newark, New Jersey. My son's a cop in Newark. And I will tell you, Ross Baraka, the mayor, and Anthony Ambrose is the police director there, the public safety director. Those guys have held it down. They've, they've told their community, you need to fight back. You need to tell the protesters, you don't come in here to destroy our property, you know, and they put, they put force out there. They let people protest. They had peaceful protests. No problem. Yeah. You come into my town and you try to destroy it, you're going to get locked up. Yep. And Bottom guess line. what? They didn't, they haven't had any problems. No. So you have Democratic mayors that understand it, that can do the job. But I'm going to tell you something. There are, I'd say 90% of them, don't have the courage to do that. Exactly. Yeah, maybe even a higher percent. Hey, at any rate, Bernie, you were great on Fox News on Saturday. You're always great on this show. Thank you for uh, for continuing to come on. You, you mean a lot to us, so thank you so much. Appreciate Bob. it, Bernie. Thanks, guys. All right, Bernard Carrick, former NYPD commissioner.